All right, whenever you're ready. All right, just started going. Alter State Podcast, episode 48, the quarantine version. The quarantine episode. The Brad Thompson quarantine episode. <laughs> That's right. Sequestered in our basements, doing a podcast. If that doesn't scream nerd, I don't know what does. Right? Well, you know, it was hard thinking about this because it was just like, God, there's everything's fucking canceled. <laughs> right. Right. There's not even weirdly, I was like, oh, there won't be much to talk about, but there's still some shit going on. Oh yeah. It's crazy how much stuff is still kind of going on. Well, I mean, it's, it's noteworthy, the amount of things that have stopped, but it's also kind of remarkable. The it thing really is, right? That, that we are getting out of this, like the, the little bits of, I'll tell you what, speaking of good things, what? <laughs> I, I, I temper how I say this. Hard to, it's hard to word it. I know what you mean, yeah. Right. But um, we did get onward early. Yes, yeah. And sat down and watched it with the family last night. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Dude. Uh, so I am the fool that went ahead and bought it on Amazon because I couldn't wait another six days for it to be on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> um, but I'm telling you, on Friday night, Get you a box of tissues ready Uh oh. and, and turn it on. All right. I might have to. <clears throat> I might have to. You, you really, really need to, man. It's, um, I haven't really found something like that to take me on that emotional kind of roller coaster for a long time. I'm telling you this one will. All right. I'm not sure I'm, I'm ready for that. I'm, All alone in my basement, nowhere to go. I feel like I don't, I don't know if I could handle that. I mean, it's... It, it is so have you seen like the trailers or anything for it I, I have seen the trailer yeah so yeah so you see it's the, it's the kid who's like learning to be a wizard to try to bring his dad back for a day right um which is a wonderful and 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 lovely story and then the whole movie that's the story you think you're getting and then at the end they give you an even better one really like they, right. they deliver on the thing that you were promised, but not at all in the way you would expect them to. And that's, that's good to know because I'll be honest, the first thing I think of or I thought of when I saw that was Jack Frost, the Michael Keaton movie. Oh yeah. You the, know, the same kind of idea. Um, but just in the end, you're just like, oh, wow. It's just it's still a bummer. You know what I mean? It's still yeah, a really hard watch. This movie, it, it's definitely not a bummer necessarily. Okay. I mean, it, I'd be lying if I said it didn't make me cry. Sure. For yeah. sure. Is it Build the Dreams, Dad, I Want to Have a Catch kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. And a really, just a really wonderful, like, I don't, I, I, I feel like I can't talk anymore about it without, uh, That's fair. but I, I, you're going to love it. All right. I'm going to write it. I'm writing it down. This is me writing it down. Oh, got it right here. I'm going to put it in there. I'm going to watch yeah. it. It'll be on Disney plus on Friday. So you'll have it in your living room anyway. That's true. Yeah. So what else am I going to be doing? Mm -hmm. so, so since we're on the little, the quarantine, you know, a lot of people are binging different things. Here's two things I want to get into. Okay. Give me some couple bingeable shows, movies you're loving mm. or you want to get into the possibility of Black Widow dropping on Disney Plus first? Uh, 
And is that fair to the Black Widow? Uh, so, <laughs> I think this movie existing in the moment that it exists without a pandemic is already unfair to Black Widow. Yeah. I think this movie needed to exist, like, either right before or right after Age of Ultron. And now, it, this movie feels like a cop-out to me. Right. Having not seen it. Like, it feels like everyone was clamoring for this movie six years ago. Yep. And now they're like, oh, well, we'll make it as lip service. And also, it feels like a cop-out because they... It's after Wonder Woman, so it's almost... Uh, right. We saw what they did. We might as well do our female thing. And after Captain Marvel. Well, very yeah, very true, too, yeah. But the, the bigger thing that I think about is like, so we all know that Black Widow's dead. Mm -hmm. So we know this takes place in a previous part of the timeline. Right. Um, so it kind of absolves this movie from having the responsibility of starting the next phase. True. Like, it feels like they, they did Endgame that wrapped everything else up so nicely. And then they gave us Far From Home um, to kind of just tie up some loose ends from that and have right. some fun. And Far From Home, I feel like, launched some storylines that we're going to see play through this next phase. But I feel like Black Widow is kind of like them saying, oh, we'll make a standalone movie and we'll make it for this character knowing that she can't advance the plot because she's already dead. Right. And so it, it, it's basically them releasing a movie but buying time before having to release a movie with real consequences true but to me well i agree with everything you said having said that not releasing this movie delays the whole next phase mm -hmm. because according to what they've said you know which i guess you could change because they're like you know basically the end credits or the mid credits or whatever kind of roll into um winter soldier and falcon there. Okay. So, so that's kind of, you know, I don't know how, obviously, um, but that to me is what they're, so if you don't release this somewhere around the time you planned, everything then gets pushed. I, I think they should release it through, I, I think what this quarantine is, I think there's going to be a lot of consequences of this in the long right. run, right. but I think one of the big things we're going to see is the amount of people that are willing to spend $20 to stay at home. Yeah. That I, I feel honestly like they could release Black Widow. So just like what a lot of the other studios have done where they release right. it on Amazon and you can right. buy it on, you can buy it to stream on Amazon. For like, yeah, that's how, like how Sonic just came out that way. Right. Sonic's like all streaming right now. Yeah. And uh, so is, so it was Onward that came out in theaters right. on March 6th. And that right. new, that Ben Affleck movie where he's the drunk oh, basketball, basketball one, coach. Yeah. It's supposed to be like Oscar bait. I mean, right. shit, that was only in theaters for like three days. And it's yeah. on Amazon right now. Yep. Yeah, so I think we're going to see that. But I, I genuinely believe that if you release movies for streaming for 20 bucks that early, people pay. And I, I don't know that it's going to hurt their bottom line a ton. Because, like, if you think about a big box office weekend, um, each viewer is spending 
12 bucks at the gate. Right. Um, and you figure since we're in quarantine mode, you're probably not going to have more than a couple watching it on their $20 bit. Right. So realistically, right. like as, as me and Libby wanting to watch a movie, we're spending 20 bucks on a ticket instead of 24. Right. Um, now the movie theater is not getting like their concession stuff, but that doesn't count towards box office shit that I think True, these right. big movies aren't going to get hurt a ton by this. I'm not sure how they do that because I read an article where last week, for the first time since like 1994, which I'm not even sure what the crisis was in 94, the box office hit zero. Right. So if, that, if that's the box, that's just, you know, going out to the movie sales, you know, if that's why I know, you know, our streaming platform is going to be charging I don't know. I don't know what they charge. You know, whoever makes Sony or whatever makes their movie to charges them to stream in turn, well, oh. like the box office charge to show their movie. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm not sure if that's a different price. I'm, so I, don't, I honestly don't know. It's got to affect their bottom line on some level, just because oh, they sure. don't they don't have the capacity at this, especially in the like like China. You know, they shut down China, and that alone shut down the movie industry because that's <laughs> billions and billions of dollars. That's a huge That's market coming in. Right, right. So do I want them to keep coming out on streaming services? Sure, I'm down because I got most of them. You know what I mean? Um, right. Is that, you know, but is that, you know, I, I don't know. It's rough. It's a tough call, man. I don't, I don't have is. an answer to that. I don't have an answer like, to that. I am a person that still just desperately loves going to the theater. It's an experience, <laughs> yes. You know, like, I... I will always be that person. I like doing it. It's worth the money to me. It's not right. it's not about spending the money to see the movie. It's about spending the money to eventize the movie. Right. To me. Yep. I agree. Um, and I still think there will be a lot of people like I don't think this is I don't think this blip is gonna change much for the movie industry in the long term because streaming has already been such a huge thing that in reality right now if you go to the movie theater it's really only people like me that want to eventize the movie anyway sure yeah you know, i see pretty like, part, yeah the movie going public has become much more niche in the last right. five to seven years because of the advent of streaming that I think after this, you might see a bump in people going to theaters because they want to get out of the house. But I think what it levels off to is still probably close to the same. I could agree with that. Yeah, I can see that. And I think we're just going to have a, a handful of movies that are going to be kind of the sacrificial lambs. like, And that's going to be Black Widow. That's right. Well, that goes to, you know, once, let's say things open back up, you know, production on stuff is halted too. So is there going to be anything in the tank ready to go when theaters are back open other than shit that's already been released on streaming? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. will they go ahead and put Sonic and all that shit back in the theaters, even though they've released it on streaming? Just, I, I don't know, you know, because there won't be anything else to go see. Well, I think there's going to be enough movies that they've just delayed the release for. So say, like you said, like Black Widow, because it's a cog in a much bigger machine, right? 
you really kind of need to release it at about the time you were going to. Right. Um, whereas like the new James Bond, they just push that back. That, that'll, that'll still be there. Right. Uh, Wonder Woman 84 will still be that's, there. That's true. Um, and then all of the major, there's a lot of shit that's always planned for like holidays and shit that is in the tank. True. That I think, I, I think the, like the megaplexes that have, you know, 20 screens might be hurting, but I'm sure there'll still be some movies there. That's, that's true. Once I said it and then you're like, right. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, I get, you're right. I was wrong on that one. I'll take the hit on that one. <laughs> So what are you binging, man? What are you watching? Oof. So I, I need to break that in, in two categories. I'm thinking about binging. I, I think the things that I finally have had time to sit down and binge that are new to me and the, the tried and trues that I've been re-binging because I actually have time to. Like for the example, the OC. Sure. That, I mean... Yeah, I, I, I launched our Altered State blog the other night to try to have some fun. I saw it, yeah. So I, I, I did go on about the OC. Tonight, I think I'm going to rant a little bit about its uh, much cooler, fringer stepsister, Veronica Mars. But either way, so I've had the OC on a lot. Um, but new things that I've been excited about. Lego Masters. Oh, okay, yeah. That show that was on Fox that Will Arnett yeah. hosted. Yes. Oh man, fucking rad! All right, so badass. I've it was so it was so cool. In fact, that uh, so me and Gibson are still seeing each other even in quarantine because that's just the way the the, the world has to work. And so <laughs> last Sunday, he was over at my house helping me. Uh, I was working on a couple of projects um, and we threw that on and got halfway through the first episode and we're like, oh, we need to go get our huge connect sets and, saw that. Yeah. and build all of those. Um, so Lego Masters has been the shit. Um, Anything with Will Arnett, I'm pretty much down. Right. And it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's the it's perfectly him being him, um, and it's just like I don't know how to explain it in a way to make it sound as cool as it is, so I'm not even gonna try. Will Arnett and Legos. That's all you gotta say. Right. Will Arnett like, and Legos. Yeah. The shit that they build is so cool, man. I was never. I mean, I dug. I had Legos as a kid. I was in. You know, I dug it. I was never deep. I never deep dived into Legos. That's one thing I enjoyed, but just for some, whatever reason, I never went back to. It was like, you know, I still go back to like G.I. Joe. I still love that shit. Never really went back to loving Lego like I did as a kid. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I had Lego that I, that I really enjoyed, but like I said, me and Gibson were much more Connects kids okay. yeah. than Lego kids. Do you ever, do you ever have Connects? Yeah, a little bit here and there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We we had money. I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Well, I feel like I Connect was gonna say, oh, connects the poor kids. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Next, you're gonna tell me you only have Mega Blocks. Oh, don't don't put that shit on me. <laughs> it's the GoBots of the Transformer. <laughs> so connects though. Hold on, I'm gonna I, because I can grab these right now. Yes, please. John is digging through. Actually, he's not digging through. He's just going right to the side. It wasn't even that hard to find. Oh, it was right I, there. <laughs> right, because part of our thing was we we took these huge connect sets and Justin brought 25 um, plastic beer buckets from the bar and yeah. we broke every we categorized every piece in organized buckets. Wow. Um so now our build is going to be really efficient tomorrow. That's pretty but, amazing. So we got these connects pieces. What we used to do when we were kids is like so if you connect just the long to one of like the angled pieces, right? And we'd take uh, rubber bands and stretch them across like the bases of chairs and stuff. Okay. And then if you fit the rubber band into this little nook and pull back until the tension's too far, it fires this plastic piece off at a really deadly rate. Sure. At little siblings. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. And yeah, Danny and Corey really wore the shit end of of our <laughs> connects. And you just can't do that with a Lego. You just can't hurt somebody enough. You know, unless you like put a handful of them at the foot of your bed to step That's on That's true, right? Them. Yeah. It's funny, um, so you know, back in like the 90s, early 2000s, I'm going to wrestling right here. You know, <laughs> they, they throw the thumbtacks in the ring every now and then, right? For these street uh, matches, you know, the power slam and they have bison on thumbtacks. Oh yeah. Modern day, it's Legos. You throw some Legos in the ring, you get slammed on those. That's some pain, my friend. Oh, that is brutal. Maybe more painful than a thumbtack. Definitely thumbtack more has painful. a little give to it. Lego just goes right into you. Well, Thumbtack has give, and it's also like, uh, it's a really focused point of pressure. You know, like getting, getting stabbed with a needle isn't fun, but it's right. not that miserable either. Right. Where it's like getting a chunk of plastic driven into you. Well, way more miserable. That's right. That's right. And I only bring up wrestling because it's the only thing still putting on live entertainment out there. Are they? Yep. No crowds. Playing to empty crowd, empty arenas, but they're putting out some wrestling. Huh. Still doing WrestleMania next weekend. Empty arena, two night event. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Crazy shit, right? The world we live in. It's they so weird. I'm not saying it's good. But I'm just saying it's interesting TV to watch people wrestling in an empty ring, yet still playing to the crowd. You know what I mean? Like, nice. it's, because that's just part of the shtick. Well, it's, it's also, it's like, you're, they're so, it's so ingrained in them to do totally. that. That's part you of it, right. Yeah, you, you can't turn that switch on and off like that. Right. I feel like right. once you're in character and in the ring, you've just got to be that character. Well, crowd interaction is part of wrestling. You slam somebody down. It's not like UFC where you then you ground and pound them. You slam them down. You look to the crowd like, "Ooh, look what I did!" Yeah. You give them a couple seconds to recover, and then you you know start again. It's so it's just wild. It's just it's 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 funny. It really, it's like uh -huh. watching. It's like one of the bands you really loved, and then they do like MTV Unplugged, and you're like, "Ooh, that's yeah. kind of maybe they're not great musicians." You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> I still love their album, but ooh, acoustically it's a little rough. Oh that, man, that B-side demo wasn't the thing I wanted to watch Friday night on Fox. You know what I mean? So, but hey, they're still trying, so that's all that yeah. matters, right? Speaking of shit that's live streaming, that is one thing. Um, 
that has been a really uh, wild bonus, I guess, out of all of this is the amount of artists that are doing like free home shows streams. Yes. Yeah. Ben Gibbard from Death yeah. Death Beauty. Um, he's done like 10 straight days of hour long sets. Oh, wow. And every day he, ha- he has a different like sponsor, but they're not sponsoring him. He's sponsoring them. So like, people that tune in can PayPal to this charity or to this. Check out local stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, uh, you know, he's based in Seattle, which is kind of like ground zero in America. Yeah. Um, So it's like, I don't know what started is just like he was taking crowd requests and then he started breaking it down to where like he'd send stuff out the day before be like, all right, tomorrow's set is going to be from the 2002 to 2006 era so you can you can request anything off of these three records that you know yeah has done it every day i think he's either yesterday is the last one he's going to do or maybe he's going to do one today i don't remember but they're all on the death cab uh youtube site and i've been playing that shit relentlessly it's good stuff i haven't checked that out yet look at that oh man it's 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 very cool I saw, well, of course, uh, I sent, what's his name to you from um, MXPX and Goldfinger. Yeah. Uh, Mike Herrera. Mike, thank you. Yes. Forgot his first name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that, he, I saw he had just done like, um, or he does all the time, not just through quarantine, but like a bunch of uh, um, like live streams like that every now and then, every couple months, just from his uh, like school home studio. Yeah. I know he did. playing all kinds of shit. So he did Millen Collins No Cigar. Yes uh like in last year and yes super rad yeah as soon as i saw that one yesterday I, I took a deep dive on it then i started looking at all the other shit he done i'm like holy shit this is fantastic mm-hmm. so then of course fucking billy joe from green day recorded um well i think we're alone now that he did yeah what did he record yeah yeah, yeah like a whole you know it sounds great so there's a whole uh, production i'm hoping a lot of artists have a lot of shit that comes out of this they're kind of just they don't have a choice but to sit there and with their thoughts and hopefully something happens you know so weird That's good a, bad whatever I've been trying to use this time to remind myself of being a, a musician again. Yeah. Been hooking up the guitar and bass to the computer. Got a, got this little audio box so I can plug in. It'll also help us when we can be in person because we can run two mics into it. Look out. We're going to be professional one of these days. I know. But <laughs> yeah, so I've been fucking around trying to play music again, which has been that's not that's awesome like yeah i'm i I feel like at least out of this quarantine i'm gonna i'm gonna have some skill sets or something you know i've I've been really good so far at least being able to work on projects and focus my energy uh, around not like i mean it's no mystery i am a over anxious uh predisposed to depression kind of fella and i have lived my whole life being keeping myself extremely busy right because just being alone ruminating on the future or the past or the present in this case is a dangerous game for me (laughs) so i sat down when all this shit started going on i was like all right i need a list of major projects and and busy things so you're gonna see 
a lot more altered state stuff come out in the next whether it be blogs, doing some t-shirt giveaways. I'd say if nothing else, this quarantine might give us our uh, our theme song here, right? Yeah, man. Got so we'll have a theme song to play into today. I'm not sure it's the one that'll be there forever. It's, yeah, no. We, we're, so everything's a work in progress. But uh, yeah, I recorded a little something um, that I'd like to fine tune over the coming weeks. And then most importantly, the one thing I can't do here is I'm, I am just by no stretch of the imagination a drummer, nor do I have a drum kit. So the hey, wait, I have a drum kit. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> is uh, right now everything I'm doing is over just like a a pre-recorded drum loop, which I'm not going to say it upset me, but not for the right reasons. It upset me because wow, that sounds better than most shit I'd probably do myself. <laughs> it was a. It, it, I'm telling you, man, GarageBand has figured out their shit how to get rid of the drummer yeah, yeah. right that's well, what for us yeah how to get rid of everybody that's really true. Yeah. if i had a if i had a keyboard i could play all the bass and guitar parts just by pushing notes and run it through their their uh pre-programmed shit that's why there's no such thing as bands anymore it's just an artist coming out with their shit because why are you gonna pay a band right fuck them i'm taking all the royalties it's crazy yeah, yeah i couldn't and i couldn't believe how easy it was for me to start figuring that stuff out like i as i mean i'd never i'd never done any real recording like i mean why well, I, I was never the person doing the recording you know i'd show right. up play my part and someone else would record it yep um but like the software is just so intuitive that now i understand why kids don't start bands right there's no need it kind of bummed me out like it was yeah. It was both like, oh, man, this is fun. I can do this by myself. But it was like, I only like doing this because I like doing it with people. With people. That's right. Right. Like, I'm having fun doing it by myself because it's forcing me to get better. And I'm hoping to play more music, especially as I'm getting older. Yep. You know, I, I want that to be able to continue to be a hobby. But, like, I don't want to do it how I'm doing it right now forever. I, sure. I have no interest in that. It's a it's because it's a great practice tool, but people just gar like garage band artists. I I don't I don't get the point. <laughs> like, where's the fun part of right? Yeah, I mean, I never had many friends, but I found at least a couple nerds who wanted to play music with me every now and then. You know what I mean? So saying, yeah, it's I I don't have the answer for that one either. It's weird. It's weird because you want to incur uh in incur encourage i don't know why it was a hard word for me to get out encourage <laughs> encourage the arts but at the mm -hmm. same time i feel like they should also be like you say it's especially that you know music and things music isn't a one-way thing so even though if, even making it by yourself that's it, it should be more of an inclusive thing because it's going out to the masses you know what i mean unless mm -hmm. you're just gonna listen to it by yourself or one person why are you making it by yourself yeah so, but anyway that's just maybe that's just showing I don't maybe that's because I can't do it by myself. <laughs> that yep. might be what it is. I don't have the chops to do it all by myself. Uh, I'm very much in that same boat. Like that We're is saying, one, uh, no. Go right ahead. Nothing. I was going to say that that uh, that is another thing that I've used a lot of downtime for in this quarantine is really to deep dive on some records again. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
I've, I've every day picked different artists out of, uh, out of my collection and just spun like their discography in my background during my workflow and stuff. Yeah. Tell it. There, there what, is your, what are you so, going to now? What's today's, what's today's record? Today I've been on the Gaslight Anthem. Oh, nice. So I, uh, Brian Fallon just released a solo record on Friday. Um, so that got me onto a Brian Fallon kick, which then put me into Gaslight Anthem that I've been rotating through today. But I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow, you know? Yeah, I get you. I, um, I'm, I'm hesitant. I do the same thing usually. I'll, I'll find a record of the day kind of thing, but it always varies. I try not to do it until like midday because if I do it too early, I find myself basing my day on that outfit, you know what I mean? Like my yeah. mood almost. Uh -huh. And if I get a slow, a slow kind of down album, which I still might enjoy, it doesn't, I find myself fighting to, to create energy throughout the day. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I like, for, I put on, which is, which is one of my favorite albums, um, live from the uh, Raymond Theater, Band of Horses. Okay. Fantastic. It's like basically a, um, uh, acoustic album but it's it's so good live from the rain oh my god it's great but it's band of forces and it's kind of down depressing i mean it's not uppity and things like that i loved it but at the same time the rest of the day i'm like eh, i'm good <laughs> i had no motivation to get out really you know i'm like just eh, eh. I, I had nothing i had nothing so oh man but if, but i pop in two days ago what did i have in there i had um Oh, shit, I can't even remember now. Oh, I know. I had the Pogues. I was still feeling I missed some St. Patty's Day, so I put on some Pogues. Yeah. But it was more upper stuff. It was fantastic. I was great all day. I was feeling very Irish all day long. Well, that's good. It was very good. What are you searching for? You going to the fridge for a little quarantine beer? I am. <laughs> my, big, my biggest fear coming out of this quarantine is the quarantine 15. I feel it coming on already. I had said the same thing to Libby. Yep, yep. I've, I've been trying to find a good, like, home workout routine. Yeah. Not, and it's not like, uh, it's everything you see is like, oh, here's the stuff you can do to lose weight. I'm like, I, I, well, I do need to lose weight. That's not my focus right now. My focus right. is just like, how do, how do I keep the, the added calories of all these quarantinis at bay? It's rough. I don't have an answer for that either. I'm, I'm finding myself very answerless for this whole entire podcast. Yeah. Well, I, I usually feel like my, I have more answers. I'm finding myself answerless for this entire phase in life. No shit, right? Like, what a, what a strange thing to be living through. Very much so. Like, I had, uh, the other day, we had made these door knockers as kind of a craft with the girls um, that just had like a... A, a, a drawing that the girls did and then like a little message to all of our neighbor because our neighborhood is it's it's kind of odd it's about a 50 50 split of young families like us and like folks in their 70s we have quite a few older neighbors and so like my neighborhood was built in the early or mid 70s okay and a lot of the people that live here are the original tenants of those houses. Okay. And the ones like me, the young families, the people that like, 
the people that bought this neighborhood when it opened have just stayed here until they died. So right. it's like the the folks that have passed of that original generation now kind of my folks that but our neighbor moral story our our neighborhoods uh, got a relatively older population so we made these door hangers that have like a the girls did a little drawing and then on the back there's a note that has like our phone number on it it was like hey we have the ability to get out if you need something from the store if you need something yeah. we'll be happy to grab stuff for you and you know put it on your doorstep don't be shy to, to holler at us so and drop it off and my neighbors across the street bill and linda are great folks we get along real well but they're both in their like mid-70s probably um and we saw him in the driveway the next day so he was like oh, i'm like oh you know i really appreciate it and we you know just kind of started shooting the shit about this whole thing and i was like man i don't know what what to think and he says john i'm in my mid 70s i've never seen anything like this like there there is no one that has a frame of reference right for for how this works like it's just it's bizarre it's very wild shit yeah it, it's it, it's still it's funny like little things still i'll be out driving and i'm like where's traffic and then I, it won't hit me right away like where the fuck is everybody I'm like oh yeah there's nothing to do you can't get out yeah like I was just, oh, I'm going to the gas station. That's the day. That's your day. That's it. You're done. I had, is to, over. I had a, a real minor leak in my kitchen sink that I had to get a couple of things to repair. So I had to run up to Home Depot. Yeah. And so I, you know how big Home Depot is. It's a big fucking store. Right. When I showed up, there was a line outside that was people spaced six feet apart and a Yo, guy sitting at the door with a radio because it's one in, one out, and they're only a lot, like, when I got in there, and the building's huge, right? probably only 20 shoppers. And, like, that's that's their that's their max, is 20 yep. people over that whole huge space, and they just radio one in, one out. As soon as someone checks out, you get to go in. The, um, I don't want to say the best thing, or whatever, it's a weird way to say it, but the only thing I'm happy with as far as this quarantine thing goes is we did not have to really deal with uh, the Vin Diesel bloodshot movie. Oh, boy, howdy. Right? I mean, we, we really dodged a bullet with that, Jim. We did, but really what a merciful death for that movie. Absolutely. Because it would have just been a real embarrassing box office situation that now Vin, Vin can say, it's not my fault. You know, it, it, it was out of my hands. His voice is much. If you heard it out of my voice. <laughs> oh, what a what a waste of human being. Anyway, to cross that off my list. Happy Vin Diesel didn't make money. Okay, next. Um, oh, the uh, Mandalorian season two. Have you seen some of the casting rumors? Oh, oh buddy. Are you rumors? Confirmations now. Oh, I. Oh my God. There Feeling is. Good? Feeling good. There is which, no, nothing. What makes which one? Which one makes you happier? Rosario Dawson. Okay. okay. Hands down. There is that piece of casting. I'm scanning the Rolodex in my head at least. And off the top of my head, I am pretty confident that is my favorite piece of casting of the last 10 years. Oh, wow. Like, wow. I, first of all, seeing Ahsoka in live action. Pretty sweet. I, 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 
couldn't be happier. I think Ahsoka is the best character added to the Star Wars universe since the original trilogy. I, more interesting than any character in the prequel trilogy, more interesting than any character in the sequel trilogy, and I think a lot of them are very good. This is not me right. saying everything else is shit. Right. I just, Ahsoka is that interesting and that cool to me. So to see her come to live action, I, I couldn't be happier about. And then on the same note, I I fucking love Rosario Dawson, man. Right. Like, right. She is the best. She's yep. such a good actress. She's so yep. talented. She's so charming. She's so fun. Um, I, it, it, it is the nail on the head. It is just... My my buddy Kyle texted me that like as soon as he saw it online, um, and I swear it was the happiest that I'd been in a week. <laughs> Granted, during quarantine times, that's not hard to beat, but right, I was just like, holy, oh, finally! And what's what I love even more about it was like, this shit's already filmed. Like this is Mandalorian right. season two. Like they already did it, so it's not even saying. Ah, oh, here's this thing, and now you got to wait a year and a half because we just right. announced the casting. Like, this is months away. Yeah, yeah. Like, you already fucking did it and kept it quiet the whole time you did it. Right. And just yeah, said, like, oh, by the way, here you go. Yep. Yep. Not to mention, we got Kyle Reese coming in too. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty sweet. Yeah. I I just I'm so excited for that second season. And for all of the, just everything that's gonna, gonna come of it. Like I think Mandal, like Disney Plus is making Star Wars awesome. Yeah. Or more awesome. You know, like I think, uh, I think, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Um. I think Star Wars was always awesome. I have always, I, I never stopped loving it. I continue to be an apologist for the prequels, um, <laughs> and which again could very well have to do with, you know, me being a part of the generation I'm a part of. That Rip. was, I was a kid when those came out, so I was, I was the exact target audience for those prequels, um, and I very much enjoyed the sequel trilogy. Um, mishaps aside, you know, I we I think we've talked ad nauseum about the perhaps the things we would have done differently, but I do still very much enjoy all of the those sequel movies. But Mandalorian, when it came out, was like, oh, this is what Star Wars is supposed to be again. Yeah, right. Yep. It felt like after thirty five years, they finally cracked the code again. Like, oh. This space western is exactly what we wanted. Yep. All it took was the Godfather. Right? John Favs. Fucking A, right? Killing it, man. I really hope that they do give him kind of the reins to the next Star Wars, whatever you want to call it, story. You know what I mean? It's not going to be a trilogy again. I think if he's interested, which is a big if. Yeah. Um... I think they should make Favreau the Feige of the Star Wars universe. Absolutely, hands down. I think you need to. Then again, Favreau 
it was all lined up to be the Feige of the Feige universe and True. and didn't become that. So I don't know right. if he's I don't know if he's interested in shit like that. I don't know if he likes to be able to diversify himself a little bit more because you know if you get into that, then he's not going to be acting. You would um, think not. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to be doing any uh, food truck movies or shit like that anytime soon. So yeah, so maybe he's not. But I I am down for everything he touches there's a weird joke in there somewhere but I, I don't have the energy to find it right now i i feel like i teed it up for you i know but i i, I I'm, I'm off my game i don't have the practice right it, well it's, it's been a long time we've had we, we've had some some ups and downs in these last few months it's been a rough couple months that uh that precluded this from happening more frequently, you know. Yeah, yeah. Only, only a couple of weeks ago, I thought we were going to have a, a brick and mortar store. I know. It turns out, it may have been the best thing for that for that to get delayed. Yeah. So Holy shit, that would have been scary right now. Right. So yeah, we wouldn't we, have been possible right now. They're not going to start. They're going to stop shipping comics. So. Right. Diamond has stopped everything. So anyone who's uh, listening who digs what we're what we throw down um we still have some shirts and i'm going to do some giveaways with that and we still have a bunch of funko pops that we're happy to uh, you know we're still in business for that but we are not receiving any new merch, merch nothing yeah because uh diamond is shutting it down and bo- what a blow for the brick and mortar comic book community that is it's it's rough man i'm really really interested to see um what kind of help not just small businesses get, but you know, Diamond can provide to like local comic shops and things like that as far as getting up back on their feet because they're gonna take a monster hit, man. Monster hit. I'm just I'm I'm not gonna lie, I am really I obviously I'm extra concerned as doing what we do, but I am just really interested to see what happens to the whole industry after this agreed i agree because I, lots of people are clamoring for what they need to do basically just right out of the gate is just a, a crossover event just to get people back into it dude marvel dc crossover event mm-hmm. having said that dc may not even be around at that point right because uh, they yeah. were thinking of shutting publication before this shit even happened so yeah like this this really could re reshape the entire comic book industry for a long time in a way that in a way that scares me a little bit. I don't know what our business model looks like. I don't know what our I don't know what our business is gonna gonna be or how right. it's going to evolve. Yep. I'm confident that it will. Right. I'm I'm having too much fun doing this with you, Brandon. Well, absolutely. Well, I'm not confident that it will. It's just a matter of what the time frame looks like. Um, and you know, as long as this doesn't go on for six, eight months longer. I'm confident if this is over in the next couple of months, things will rebound summertime. You know what I mean? Somewhere along those. Having I said that, so. I don't have any data to base that on. That's just my personal opinion. So that opinion, believe it or not, has been wrong once or twice in my <laughs> 41 years. <laughs> no, uh, never. Yeah, I'll, I'll own up to a couple. A couple happened here and there. Uh, maybe I just had wrong information and that affected my opinion. Uh-huh. opinion was wrong anyways um but no i'm I'm still pretty hopeful that uh we can get the brick or more brick and mortar going here it's just a matter of um 
I'm right now more concerned about the brick and mortars that are already out there and hoping they right. can stay in business and you know people's livelihood is really at stake um, that's luckily or unluckily we didn't sign the papers to do it <laughs> even right. though we were like even though they were kind of in front of us <laughs> well it's crazy it's like looking back on the, all that you know we were talking about doing this but we couldn't even shake the guy's hand that we were talking to doing it because we were already that deep into yeah this happening so it, we're having that conversation a month before we may be in a bad a worse situation than we ended you know what i mean so yeah big time it's bad for everybody i'm not gonna say oh look at us we we dodged a bullet but you know it's just like oh my god uh i just hope our industry and our pop culture community as a whole um rebounds from from this and can uh come out the other side having a good for time sure. and cosplaying and and you know making some some good shit so yes please go in any way that you can support your local comic shop during yes. this time. I know for, for a lot of us or for a lot of people, um, there's not, you know, there, there's nothing extra lying around and I would never tell you, you should just give all your money away. Right. Um, but it, if you are so inclined, yesterday I did a, a pickup at Apotheosis Comics. They're doing a lot of really cool things. Um, so reach out to those small businesses that, that keep your communities really cool and interesting. Definitely. Definitely. I would guarantee almost most of them are still doing online sales. Um, if not, you know, maybe may, they may be doing store pickups. I, I don't know, but definitely check into your local stores. Um, you know, I do know a couple that have already shut the doors just because like we said, diamonds not delivering. So that's kind mm -hmm. of their bread and butter. So if they're not getting new inventory, there's really no point in staying open. Which is rough, man. It's uh, oh, yeah. I just brought myself down. We went to a bummer spot. It's uh, <laughs> it's sad. It's it sucks so much. I feel bad for all these people. It really sucks. It sucks. I wish I had the uh, and only that, not comic people, but you know, a big group of our friends are also restaurant and bar people. Yeah. Um, and they have zero income. They have you know, there's nothing down the road for them. Um, sure, they may do the stimulus package, but that's not going to keep you the lights on and the, and food food on the table for the coming months so right it's it's not cool man it's it's rough it's rough for a lot of people so really scary yeah for, for a lot of folk so having having said that i'd like to start a patreon page no i'm just kidding we're not gonna open a patreon <laughs> right now <laughs> donate donate to us right we're the ones that need it that's right you want a t-shirt and all this shit we got you fifteen dollars <laughs> But anyways, um, my, my plan actually, I got a, I got a stack of the, um, the first three months of Strange Tales of the Altered State, and I think I'm just going to give one away, probably every day. Yeah. Until they're gone. Right. So anyone wants our liking shit. Yeah. Anyone wants some free stuff? You don't even have to. You don't have to give us money. I just want to give it to you. Someone hits us up because they heard it on here. It's yours. Done. Send me your size. It's yours. Well. Maybe, maybe just feel good about it uh, if you wear a size large or can handle a size large because that's <laughs> almost all I have. We'll, we'll, give you, we'll give you two larges. You can sew them together. It's all yours. Um, it's all yours. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's sitting in those boxes at your house with the uh, comics and pizza and punk rock and beer shirts. There might be some sizes there. We might have a couple extra large there, but we do have a lot of big friends. Yeah, but I've got. I think for the for the strange tales, all I've got larges at the moment i might have a couple of xls hiding in there but either way i got like 15 shirts so for the next two weeks 
I just plan on shipping stuff out to anyone who wants it. Sounds like you're playing to me. People want it. They need it. Oh, I didn't even, I just I was clipping through my notes here. Did you see, um, I don't, you may have, I'm not sure how old this news was. Thanos getting a prequel show on Disney Plus. What? Yes. Josh I, Brolin. I really missed that. Yes. It's, it might be fairly recently, but I saw it the other day. Um, like a, like a three to six run type show just to give them a little, like a backstory type thing. Huh. Yeah. I say do it. I think they just owe Josh Brolin money, so. Right. <laughs> he had a contract, and I'm not sure what's, what to do with him here, so we'll give him a show, man. I wonder how they're going to – I wonder what story they're going to try to tell there. Because I – That I have no idea. You're right. I don't know how far back they're going. I feel like the stuff they did with – I mean, I loved how they did the Thanos arc um, throughout the whole first four phases of – the MCU, but like Thanos' motivation was never that altruistic right. as far as like making the world better for who was left. Thanos was trying to impress death. Right. So Thanos was a horny teenager ready to kill half the universe to, yep. to get a piece. Um, to I me, love, that's the story they should tell. They should tell that story. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like that's, that's the story that there's precedent for. Yeah. So, Is that a Disney Plus story, though? Right, I yeah, but that's the I so it makes me think. All right, since they kind of rebranded Thanos' motivation for the whole MCU story arc, are they going to create a different or kind of an enhanced backstory that we haven't seen in comics? So you have this just kind of totally fresh take on the character. I think that could be really interesting. My guess is this show isn't coming out till after the Eternals, so it could involve something yeah. as long as far as that goes. You know what I mean? Um, which would be my assumption. I mean, it has to be Eternal related, Guardian of the Galaxy related. It has to be something sure. in that universe of the MC, the, the space universe, right? Has to be. Has to, obviously. I don't think it's just going to be, you know, like a war type movie with him dominate or you know, winning some battle type shit. I think just be an overall. I mean, I, I have nothing to base. I, don't, I have no idea. I mean, yeah. I'm basing it off what I've read in the comics about the character, so I would assume, like you said, the main story has always been trying to impress death, what you just said. So I would assume that's where they would go with it, but I have no idea. Yeah. I can, I can only hope. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm really excited to see where the MCU goes, I think. Uh, I mean, as much as I, you know, I'm moderately looking forward to Black Widow. I, like I said, I would have been way more excited about it five years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm excited-ish about, like, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, what I'm most excited about is Scarlet Witch and Vision. But well, I'm really... My, my biggest piece of excitement those save for like the new the multiverse of madness yes. and the eternals like yeah because yeah. i feel like those are the two movies that are really going to start advancing the plot of what the next big thing is right like multiverse of madness feels like that's how you introduce mutants that's how you introduce fantastic four um 
I love the idea of the next Spider-Man being able to introduce you to Matt Murdock, yeah. uh, maybe even Jessica Jones. Like the, I feel like we are in cinematically at least in a place with just great opportunity. Agreed. For really fucking cool storytelling. I'm um, I'm very excited for the Eternals, and not just because Camille Nanjiani looks pretty damn good. Are you kidding me? I have to say, first, uh, uh, that's that's impressive and also upsetting at the same time. I, it is body wise, very impressive. Unreal. It's upsetting that I'm not gonna say he was chubby, but he wasn't an in shape guy. In shape, funny man. Is not supposed to be that good looking. He he was one of us. Exactly. And now he's Ryan Reynolds. That's not fair. Oh my god. That's just not fair. But holy shit, does that dude look good? And that's insane. It's that is, I that saw is a, that is a hot guy. I saw those pictures online, and I'm like, "There's no, there's no way that's real. That has to be a Photoshop picture." I'm telling it's you, it's insane. It is absolutely bonkers. Yeah, it really is. It, very impressive. I'm telling. I can't wait for Eternals just so I can see him without a shirt on for two and a half hours. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this guy reads. You know, he had a big show at Meltdown Comics. This is a nerd. He's one of us, like you said. Yeah, man. He's not supposed to have an eight pack and pecs and neck muscles and back muscles. And <laughs> I am choosing to go the opposite way, Brandon. I'm saying he's one of us and he's older than us and he still got oh. there. So that means there's hope for us. It makes me feel even worse. No, I'm going the opposite <laughs> way. It should, you should feel better. You have that to look forward to. You can get there. I thought I was. The last funny guy that got in shape that I dealt with was Paul Rudd, okay? Because it's Paul Rudd. Oh, but Paul Rudd was always... No, no. Dude, he got Paul Ant-Man. Rudd was always a looker, all right? He may not have been ripped up, but Paul Rudd was always in shape. That's fair. That's he, was fair. Never, he was never chubby. He was but never... He never, he never had like that ab pelvic muscle like pointing down to your junk sure. that he had in ant-man until sure he wasn't <laughs> he joined the marvel universe he wasn't toned like that but i feel like that was not a huge stretch for him maybe i feel like could be paul, right i feel like for paul rudd from standard paul rudd to that is like yeah. you know a much more a more focused diet and like some time in the gym I feel like yeah. it was a transformation. Whereas, like, with Kamel Nanjiani, that is a fucking transformation. It is. It is. Like, that's good for him. Like Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't want to talk like I'm talking shit. I'm just very jealous. Oh, man. I, see, I'm taking it the opposite way. I am real optimistic. Now, now I'm telling myself in a year, I get to look like Kamel Nanjiani. Yep. See, and that's, that's where our age difference comes into play right there. I, I got too many years on you. To, I know better. Nope. You're next year. You're <laughs> gonna see the 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 altered state thirst traps. I'm gonna be posting them <laughs> because you know. Uh, I love it. I'll follow the Kamel plan. I, I hope that is the case, my friend. I really do. It's coming. You know. Do it with with all these heavy beers. I'm drinking. Yeah, exactly. Before. Prove me wrong as you finish off that last beer, please. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean last? That's my first of the day, Brandon. Yeah. Oh, it's good for you. It's early. I know. It's not even dinner time yet. You're fine. Yeah. I uh, we're talking about fucking um, um, bingeable stuff, and for whatever reason, 
it is, I, I wouldn't say I, I don't pay close attention to it. I've mentioned it before on the podcast. Watching the shit out of some moonshiners, man. Yeah? I, I can't get enough of it. They're, they're so – they're just great in every way. They're, they're fantastic people. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. And it's like they're, they're, they're one of me. I, I get them on some level. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. It's the, it's the Green County in me coming out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, Those little Ozark Mountains. I'm sure there's some stills out there. Right. Speaking of ridiculous, bingeable shit, have you done this Tiger King shit? You know, it's on, it, I'm going to watch it tonight because I told Jess, because she loves all the murder mystery shit. I'm like, this is something we, we can enjoy together, I think, because uh-huh. this guy is so insane. I will watch. Um, and it, two of the people have told her about it. So she's like, all right, we'll watch that. So we're going to start watching tonight. Hopefully we get through a couple episodes. Okay. I, you watch any? I haven't had the guts to get in on it. But so I guess I've been doing these uh, video chat happy hours with some of my buddies yeah quarantine and uh i've had like three or four of my friends be like holy shit man you got to get it on it's great it's great it's like ah eh." and i I keep giving it kind of the the shake off yeah and then the other night libby was bored while i was working on some shit down here and she put it on and she after watching the second episode she came and she was like man john i started watching this because like I thought it was something that I could just watch and you wouldn't miss out on, but now I kind of feel bad watching it without <laughs> you because you've got to watch it. It's like, ah, I'm, I'm still not there. Yeah. But, I can't, like I said, I, I haven't watched it, so I can't decide if it's just, that's what happens to be like the newest thing right now and pe- all, everybody's home. So they're like, oh, this is it. This is it. Or if it's actually the shit, you know what right. I mean? So, it, so we're, we're going to see. Yeah. I mean, I don't, and in fairness, there is nothing else to watch on TV. So <laughs> unless you're going to be watching stuff you've already watched, this is like the newest thing you're going to get right about now. Yeah, that's what I, you know. Except I, yeah. Walking Dead. Walking Dead's still kicking ass. New episode. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, we did Onward. We did, I'm trying to think what else new. Well, we, uh, we watched Jojo Rabbit. Oh, yeah. The other day. Holy shit. Good. Oh, my. I mean. It won an Oscar, so it's not like I'm, you know, saying something new. I didn't discover something sneaky. Right. Um, but I am so fucking mad at myself, I waited this long to watch it. Like, Scarlett Johansson has never... I have fallen in love with Scarlett Johansson about 15 times in my life. Yeah. Because how can you not? Right. Never more than this movie. Really? Oh my, she is so lovable and complex and interesting and I was written and directed by Taika Waititi oh shit but when you get when you get that Taika vibe and not only that but Taika plays Hitler oh yeah <laughs> like, nice. it is it is the most bizarre engaging entertaining original movie that I'd watched in a long time like most things that I get real jazzed on are, yeah, I mean, like the rest of the world, remove, re, remakes, reboots, sequels, right. um, adaptations. Every year there might be one or two real original pieces that get me. Oh man, Jojo Rabbit is it, brother. Spend $5 to rent that on Amazon. All right, I'll check it out. I'll definitely check it out. It is awesome. 
I was just flipping through uh, TVs behind me and like star, they're giving away, not giving away, doing like free previews for like stars and Showtime, you know, whatever. Sure. Um, but, um, um, oh shit, what's this called? I always forget. Um, Smoke and Aces is on. Oh. I love Smoke and Aces. It's, it's, it's great one movie. of those, what a He's great, good, random cameos. It's such a great movie. I love it. I love it. Um, when Jeremy Piven had his 10 minutes in the sun. Yes. Yeah. We could actually act for a minute or two and not be Ari. Right. Uh, fucking Ryan Reynolds kills it. Um, shit, I love Aff- Yeah, Affleck with that great mustache. Got fucking early Captain Kirk in there. Yeah, Bateman with the herpes. That's right. You got Bateman with the her- in the fucking um, the um, the rabbit head yeah. <laughs> he wears. Oh fuck, I forgot about that. And then yeah. what's um. Um, even, uh, I didn't just watch, it's all, it's on the background, so I was like, oh, that guy, oh, that guy. Yeah. Um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Goodfellas. Ray Liotta. Yeah. Ray Liotta, I mean, everybody in there kills it. It's great. It's, there's really not, talk about casting, they, they nailed that one, man. That's fun, that's a fun movie. It's amazing that that movie doesn't get more, more pub. Yeah, I, when it came out, I wondered, it just kind of flopped. It really didn't do anything. Yeah, it was a huge deal, so it came out in like 06 it was it came out during my freshman year of college and i was living in a fraternity house so like we were the exact market for it so it was a huge fucking deal in my in the crowd that i was rolling with at that time right and i mean it was also 06 every one of us was huge entourage fans because it was before that show got shitty um so like it was a big fucking deal in my universe at that moment but then it was one that like i feel like after its initial thing, I just never really heard about again. Yeah. And I, I don't get like how because it's fucking awesome and original and weird. Yeah. has killer performances from huge names. I watch it. When I watch it back, it reminds me a lot of, like, as far as originality and things like that, like Fight Club. I, I, I yeah. love the same kind of level as a Fight Club to me. It's kind of shot that way, kind of gritty. For Maybe sure. it's not as deep, obviously, and things like that, but I think it's a pretty good story. Um, just yeah. a, it's just sure it's just shoot him up and blood and guts thing at certain at one point, but so the Quentin Tarantino movie those are pretty fucking good too. So I I would say Smoke and Aces is it's like a, it's it's very much comparable to a Tarantino movie. Yeah, I just like it just shot different. You know what I mean? As far as cinematically, yeah. What yeah. else you got, man? Oh shit! I don't know. I think I'm. I'm looking at my my list. I've burned through everything we got. I did too. I I felt like it should have taken much, much longer. (laughs) Yeah. It just, there's, there's stuff going on, but there's just not, it's not like it's daily like it was before. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it's a slow trickle. It's a slow trickle. And I feel like my attention is drawn in so many different directions than it normally is. Yeah. so much of this is just figuring out what normal is now. Like, I don't, right. I don't know, man. Like, are we, I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's real bizarre. That's what's, that's, that's the weird part is that we, no one really just knows anything. It's like, what, what, what happens now? Don't know. Yeah. What, when does this happen? Don't know. I mean, there's no, you know, everything yeah, is just up in the air. Hopefully uh, the world's going to be open by Easter. Probably not. Yeah. Probably yep. No, it's just yeah. It's 
it's the it's just life in a weird way is not on hold but it's slowed down for you know what well, i mean it's an odd feeling and it, i feel like all day i go back and forth from feeling like i'm totally overreacting to then feeling like i'm totally underreacting right like yep. i never feel like i'm doing the right thing yep and it's, i'll sit down here i'll burn out a couple episodes of the office or something and i'm like oh that was nice and i'm like am i not taking this serious enough you know what i mean like yeah but i just should i have been you know i i'm i'm not say i'm paranoid but i do I'm not like a doomsday prepper but i have my stuff i have my go bags and things so i've had somewhat of a basis when people started freaking out I'm like well i don't have to freak out as far as running to the store for groceries and things like that i feel pretty comfortable for that kind of stuff but then i'm like should i be resupplying that stuff is this going to be it's just so much up in the air you feel weird like you said i'll sit down i'll read a comic or i'll watch a movie or a show and escape for a half hour hour whatever and then you're like all right that's a good day ah shit this is still the real world right what next you know there's, there's really no escape and unfortunately most of the comics movies and tv shows i loved somehow we're about the end of the world and yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit, this is all happening now. So he really doesn't even escape that much. Yeah. So the other night, uh, it was, I guess it was Saturday. No, Friday night. No, Thursday night. The night, whatever. The, the night. The night. Was, yeah. Right. I, the night that it was really nice. Um, I, uh, I lit up the grill had some pork steaks that were frozen. So I was like, fold those out. Um, KMOX was playing. They, they stopped playing replays of playoff games. And instead. Um, what was that? That was my phone. Okay. That was just, I'm like, Whoa, what was that? Um, that was so, an Amber alert out of nowhere. <laughs> um, they, they stopped playing playoff games and instead started picking random like mid-july games games that no one would remember oh okay so it was like man i just i was sitting on the porch i was drinking a beer i was grilling a pork steak i was, listening, what happened. Yeah. I was listening to the the cardinals and the pirates in you know early july of 2013 right. like oh man like this feels like normal and then we ate dinner outside because it was a beautiful night and then put the girls to bed. And as soon as I put them to bed, I was just like, oh, it's not normal. This isn't okay. Right. Like, but for a minute, it felt like it was. And I feel like that's what all this has been. It's been like, oh man, everything business as usual. Life's good. Or I, I go, it's, it's totally a bipolar feeling. I go from feeling like, everything's awesome and I just get like a ton of time to spend with my family and right like things are just great and then as soon as they're not great they're horrible as soon as they're right. not great it's the end of the world as soon as the as soon as things aren't great it's like I'm just gonna sit here and cry because I can't I don't know how to how to even approach the thought of raising children in a world that's just this weird and bizarre and, and freaky like it I yeah. And there is, it seems like there's no in-between right now. Right. I agree. It's, it's odd, but at least we're not waking up at the end or the beginning of, you know, 28 days later kind of thing. Right. We're, we're seeing how it all goes to shit. Yeah. 
We're the first wave. We're the whole first wave. Yeah. 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 You know. I, yeah. I need to get. I need. Uh, I need some Walking Dead or uh, Twenty Eight Days Later kind of thing, so I can go into a coma for a couple months and then wake up not know what's going on. Well, it's you know I I, I was thinking five years. It's all a dream. <laughs> uh, by the time this gets that bad, I'll be long dead anyway. <laughs> so, and I, I accepted a long time ago that I have zero marketable skills in a post-apocalyptic world, <laughs> and I will I will gladly uh, let myself go for the for the good of the for the good of the herd. Yeah. I feel I feel with our knowledge of movies and comics and TV shows um, and our ability to articulate, they will still need us around as storytellers. <laughs> I I'd, I'd like to think so. I feel like we'll, that's that's would be our purpose. We'll be you know we'll be jesters. Maybe not a full on jester, but you know more of a you know, historian, for lack of a better sure. word. Sure. Historian, yes. Well, and I mean, I also, I, I did forget that by the time things go to shit, I'll have that Kumail body, which then all <laughs> of a sudden yeah. Yeah. makes me makes me much more valuable. You know, <laughs> I can be a workhorse by day and yeah. Uh, yeah. entertainment by night. So That's, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I should reassess my my plan here. Yeah, every apocalypse needs a funny guy, right? Someone's Especially a funny guy. That looks like fucking Wolverine. That's right. That's right. I I honestly think, all jokes aside, we we'd be okay at the end of the world. We've seen enough TV shows to know what doors not to knock down, and which ones to keep walking on past. Yeah. Well, I think the problem is I have I have a knowledge base that I think would be acceptable. It's the execution you're worried about. A hundred percent. I. I'd slow down the crowd and uh, and I wouldn't be able to deliver on much else except saying, ah, let's not go down that alley. It's like all the NASA engineers who probably can't change their oil, but I can tell you how an engine works. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I got you. Fair enough. Fair enough. That, that's where I'm at here. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, need to, I need to have my, my crowd, uh, you know, I need to get in with my, my Gibsons and, uh, and my Foxes and my, my people that are uh, – you know, mechanically minded and have put up with me long enough that now it's like, sorry guys, you got to drag this dead weight across the finish line. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it's just what our friendship's about. You, you've been yeah. around for too long not to. That's true. That's true. What else are you going to do? Yeah. Survive on guilt alone. It's the cat. That's, right. That's exactly right. Yes. That's how I knew shit was bad when they say it's okay not to go to church. Yeah. That's when problems have started. The thing for me, the, the real, the minute the NBA announced suspending their season. Yeah. The, I mean, I was, I was watching the Blues that night. It was the last game that they played. On the, it was that Wednesday night. And during the first intermission, they were like, oh, an NBA player tested positive. We're suspending the season. Yep. And as soon as I was like, wait a minute. Some billionaires are about to give up a bunch of money. Yeah. That's, that's a sign. Yep. Agreed. And then one, uh, in a related note, one thing we didn't bring up, um, GameStop might be done for good. Yeah. They closed up doors and they cut a lot of flack for not closing up doors early. 
Yeah. Um, and then closed up doors, and they're not probably not reopening. I think which I honestly don't. I, I don't wish anybody ill will, but I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I mean, I've never been in a GameStop and be like, "Ooh, I can't wait to come back." Sure, but I think a lot of places. I think a lot of industries are going to be rebuilt by this. Yeah, agreed. Are going to have to evolve quickly. Yeah, you know, like I think about what the music industry went through with Napster into iTunes, right? And how that entire industry had to rebuild itself. I think we're going to see a bunch of industries in that same uh, in that same boat, like immediately. I think th- what we've learned through this quarantine is how many people can do their lives digitally. Right. And I, I am afraid of how many wealthy people are going to exploit that. Yeah. Which will in turn, I think it's going to be a combination. There'll be a lot of wealthy people that can exploit digital labor. And I think there'll be a lot of lazy people that don't give a shit about their community. Yeah that will continue in this lifestyle and that's what i I worry about the de-evolution of like i feel like the the mom and pop store was coming back you know for everything you know not just not just in our world in the comic world but in the you know the the mom and pop the the sandwich shop the corner closer right the, the boutique the you know, the fucking clothing store that I feel like that was starting to carve out a really kind of cool niche market. Yep. And I am, I am just really concerned that this is going to really favor big business in the end. And we'll see. I, I, I like I said, I hope not. Um, yeah. I, super I really hope, hope I'm wrong. I really hope that there, there's a lot of opportunities. Um, well, I say that, but then as, as I say that, I'm like, if there's lots of opportunities, I've, unfortunately, that probably means a lot of people had to go under to, yeah. to create a bunch of opportunities. But I feel, you know, I hope, you know, government policies, practices, whatever you want to say, will allow certain businesses like we just talked about to, uh, to maintain and get their customer base back. Because even once this starts again, I still feel like people aren't going to, you know, they're not, not going to jump right into entertainment. I feel like won't be the first thing they jump right into. You know what I mean? I still feel like they're going to. I don't know, man. Be a little paranoid about is it done? You know what I mean? I still feel like there would be that wall once to say, sure. okay, all clear. We're still going to be that. Should we go to these gatherings, these places, or you know what I mean? The big event, the comic cons, and things like that, where people well, can that's... go and sell their shit. So I was recently, I was talking about this with my dad the other day. Um we were talking about baseballs is one of the things that we typically talk about. And I was like, I don't understand how they're going to be able to have a season this year. Right. Right. Because like as quickly as everything shut down, when things start to reopen, I, how do you start to say it's okay for 50,000 people to be together again? Right. Right. I agree. Like that's a huge sum of people. Right. Every day. Like I, I can't, I, I don't see there being a, a situation in which that's cool 
until right. there's a vaccine or a quick treatment or a like. I, I think until there's an official vaccine, you can't put groups like that together. You just can't. Right. Like I, I think, I think you could. I, I feel like by the summer, they will figure out a way, even if it's empty arenas. Right. To do now they do say NBA in the hotter, hotter days of the summer, it will not be as contagious because it can't travel as far with but sure. still I, I know what you mean yes but i'm with like like i think with nba and nhl being so close to the playoffs and those being such smaller buildings i could see there being like hey we're gonna do a playoffs but you know only make available five thousand tickets for every game or whatever yeah and you know, there's six feet between. Like I could see that happening just because that, like, those leagues don't want to lose what they already started. Right. But if you're baseball, you're every day, you're two to three times the attendance of either of those events. Right. And you haven't even started a season, so it's not like you'd have to. You you wouldn't be telling all your players they they worked for, you know, six months for nothing. Right that I, I just genuinely, I don't, I don't understand how we're going to get to a place that that's okay this year. Right. What, what I, I heard, hope, I hope the shit I'm wrong. About, yeah, me too. I, I'm with, what I heard baseball was talking about, which I'm not a fan of either, was pushing the season back, even to go into the winter months, uh-huh. and then having to play those games all in an area that doesn't have snow. So you'd be in either domes or on the coast which i don't like because then you're taking money and jobs away from right the, the real fans and the real stadiums and the real employees you know um but it almost feels like it'd have to do because i think they could pull it off and it would hurt us it would hurt a lot of communities but i think if they could do something like that they could if they push back the regular season and throw in doubleheaders or whatever and play their regular season, say, through game seven of the World Series is usually like Halloween. Right. Let's say make Halloween the last day of the regular season. Right. Then you could send all of your playoff teams to Arizona. Right. Because the spring training complex in Arizona. Right. Is, it's like 10 legitimate fields. And you could do the entire playoffs. Yeah. No teams would have to travel. Yeah. And you could play games like side by side. You could do the entire fucking playoffs in a week. Right. Yeah. I, it's 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 a rough decision. I mean, no matter what they decide, it's gonna it's gonna hurt fuck, a lot of people. It's gonna fuck somebody. No. Right. So, um, yeah, it's it's I mean, you know, and that's assuming everything gets the all clear here in the next couple of months. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, well, that's the thing. I think when we, when you look at what we've got, like what, what, what light is there at the end of like, you can't just reopen the world overnight. You know, there, right. I don't think there's such a thing as an all clear right. until you have a vaccine. Right. Agreed. 100%. And best case scenario. We're a year away from that. Right. Like, <gasps> Because I think what one thing that I'd read, and you know, who knows what's reliable and what isn't anymore. Yeah. But this is from John Hopkins University, so I felt okay about it. Like to believe that, yeah. Yeah. Was, 
and I could be butchering this, this was my takeaway from it, at least, was they isolated or created what they think to be a vaccine, mm-hmm. and they've skipped the like the animal testing phase. They've been allowed they've right to do that. Right. They went right to volunteer human. Right. But that vaccine needs to incubate in a human for a year. Um, because they're like, there's no way we can rush this because we have to make sure there's no ill side effects. Right. Otherwise, you give everybody the virus. Right. So they're like, we're not going to give everybody in the world something that could kill the entire world. Right. Um, so we have to just wait this out because we, you know, we can't legitimately approve this until it's sat in human bodies for X amount of time. Yeah. So the, what that told me was like, yeah, if, if this is the vaccine, we're a year away from knowing it is. Right, exactly, right. For sure. Yeah, it's, I know, it's, it's a wild, wild world we live in. And I think, like I said, all the movies and comics and shit that I've read and watched, I don't know if they've made me more paranoid about what could possibly happen, or I look at the world now, I'm like, well, it's not so bad. I mean, look what happened in The Walking Dead. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it could be 20 times worse. Yeah, this is just a little, it's a pandemic. As I throw up air quotes on a podcast again, you know, it's not, a, it's not an epidemic. Well, I mean, I, I, could, I could share the video of this, so you could get it out if you wanted to. <laughs> could, that'd be so fantastic. Right, because that's what, people, that's what the people want. They that's, want that's what they want, yeah. An hour and a half YouTube video of us talking on computers. The two white guys in their basement talking on their phone, yeah. That's what they want. Yeah. That's what the world wants. <laughs> <laughs> well, on those happy notes, man, I got nothing else unless you got something else. Nope. Uh, now seems like as good a time as any to call it. Yep. I uh, appreciate everybody checking in. Uh, hopefully we can keep doing this uh, weekly, if not more, because we got time. We've got nothing else to do. <laughs> so maybe if nothing else, maybe we burn out a couple um, uh, frozen pizza <laughs> sessions here and we'll, we'll rate some frozen pizza if we're dying to try or some bullshit. Yeah, or maybe, maybe do some sort of, you know, small mini podcast. <laughs> like if, um, if some news breaks on some cool shit we could hop on Jump for in and re- absolutely 10, yeah. 15 minutes um i've uh i'm not i'm not a big gambler but i enjoy you know little gambling you know not this little oh, thing yeah. you know, with, with your buddies or whatever but you can't, there's nothing to gamble on right now so right. how about we call each other we both order from doordash and see who gets it first <laughs> winner what loser pays for both right because <laughs> I, I got nothing because what else are you gonna do there's nothing else you can do yeah man or I'm going to the grocery store. Whoever gets the most toilet paper wins. Right. Deer, oh. Deerberg's over by me is only selling a roll at a time. Roll. Deer, not a, okay, a roll. Roll at a time. Shit. Yep. Two roll maximum. Wow. So they don't even, they don't have, they're not even buying toilet no. paper by case anymore? They're selling Lucy toilet paper, man. It's oh. fucking crazy. Yep. It's the fucking Deerberg's Bodega. The Deerberg's Bodega selling fucking basically a cig at a time. It's great. Oh, God. I love it. But the, the high-end Deerberg's in the neighborhood, Chesterfield is selling right. a roll of toilet paper at a time, man. Holy what, shit, man. What a what time a great, to be alive. What a great world we live in. I know, right? It just goes to show you, no matter how much money you got, you still need to wipe your ass with the same thing everybody else does. <laughs> no way around it. Damn right. Damn right. All right, man. Well, it's good chatting. It's good to see you. 
Yeah, you too, brother. Hopefully we'll, right, we'll get a chance to talk soon. All right, be good. We'll see you. See ya.